I'm Drew, and this is my garage. Three, two, one, and we're live. Sydney, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we've known each other for a bit now, and uh, something I feel like we kind of bonded over, and what we've talked about was um, you know these kind of obstacles in our life that have presented themselves and um, have, I guess, been something that we've had to deal with and kind of overcome and also make money, take care of a family, <laughs> right? things like that Go as well. Go on with life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were talking the other day mm-hmm. and you were explaining to me um, kind of the, the genesis of Sydney Arena. Yeah. Um, and you grew up in Fresno, is that right? Yep. Born okay. and raised in okay. Fresno. And uh, your your parents, and I think maybe even grandparents, were in real estate, right? That's right. Yeah, my grandparents down in Southern California, and then they okay. later moved up to Fresno to join my parents. Oh, cool. And then my parents still sell in Fresno, so over 40 years. Really? Yeah. Okay, so over 40 years in real estate mm-hmm. in the Fresno, Visalia kind of area? Fresno, Clovis. Clovis. Yeah. Okay, is Visalia far away? It's like an hour. Okay, that's pretty fun. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I don't go to Fresno very often. <laughs> Take a listing where you can get one, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, basically, you um, you know started in Fresno. You 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 um, you know played sports, right? Yeah. What mm-hmm. sports did you play? I played softball, mainly softball and soccer, competitively growing up. Okay. So all okay. the way, in, you know, until senior year of high school with high, with soccer. Okay. And then when I was um, recruited to play softball in college, I just focused on softball. Um, okay. Where'd, you, where'd you go to school? Santa Clara University. Okay. So that's awesome. what brought me here. Okay. Yeah. And so how old are you when you go from high school to college? Well, I was 17. Okay. So I was a young, a young freshman when okay. I started, but quickly turned 18. And so it was a long time ago. And that was softball that you were Correct. playing? Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's right. And um, at basically you, you played sports when you were younger you played yeah. sports now I mean not now but you played sports <laughs> uh, in college yeah um, you know talk to me about what that means I mean sure. you know as an athlete as that mindset um, yeah. and kind of you know what you've uh, had to go through now in life in, yeah yeah in life well I think it applies to everything so um I grew up in a sports family my dad played baseball at Fresno State my mom was a competitive swimmer in high school and then later coached swimming mm-hmm. and then my brother and sister both played um uh in college as well oh wow so softball and baseball so you had to play a sport so no pressure at all <laughs> no pressure at all where are you in uh siblings I'm the or middle. Or. Okay. The poor middle child. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. did they like so. make it to practices and things like yeah, that? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They, I mean, we would, because there's three of us. So sometimes my mom would have to go with one of us, my dad with the other, and then mm-hmm. we, the other one would be with a friend. So gotcha. that would happen a lot. But my okay. dad did a great job of rotating who he would coach. He coached like my sister for two years, oh, then no me way. for two years, then my brother for two years. So, okay. um, yeah, I mean that just kind of carried over into, you know, college playing mm-hmm. and, um, into, you know, school, and then later on in finding a job, um, and then later into real estate. So first into my first career, and then carrying mm-hmm. over into real estate. So definitely that competitiveness and just um, drive to be the best that we can. Right. Um, right. Mental toughness. 
Yeah, I think yeah. mental toughness is for me, you know, when I look back in my own small career in sports and I didn't play uh, sports in college, uh, I didn't get a full ride, which I think somebody yeah. here did. Um, but, um, you know, it was that mental toughness um, that really, now that I look back, I go, goodness gracious, I'm so glad that I did play sports growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of other b- positive things about sports, but yeah. that mental toughness of really, you know, either playing through pain or, you know, just kind of controlling your mind and, you know, conquering fears and really, you know, achieving goals um, is huge. Mm-hmm. Um uh, did you experience that at all, or am I just a crazy person? Yeah, no, it definitely. It was, it was so interesting because senior year of college, I was like, oh my gosh, I've never been injured before. And mm-hmm. no joke, mm-hmm. I mean, my whole career in sports, I ended up breaking my jaw, sliding headfirst into second base. Oh, wow. So it was the 13th game of the season, senior year. Okay. And I stole, I'd stolen a couple bases in the first game, and it was a doubleheader. So the next game, they kind of knew I was going once okay. I was on first base. Yeah. And I got nailed at second base, knocked out. Nailed with the ball or with With, the... by a woman. Okay. <laughs> by a very large woman. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And um, I shattered my jaw. So I had a broken jaw, wired shut for five weeks. And, wow. um, you know, that was really humbling because I was yeah. able to, you know, go from being a starter and just be a cheerleader the rest of the season. No kidding. Um, senior year. Yeah. Which is not when year. you want to do that. Right. Wow. Yeah. So, and okay. I did come back for the last few games with a football mm-hmm. helmet. My dad okay. made me wear a helmet with you know, literally something across the face, right. but that felt really good to come back, and I was more determined than ever to get back out there, and I think that's just huh. probably an example of, you know, just keep going no matter what mm-hmm. happens and that's whatever crazy. curves life throws you. Yeah, or or a foot or an elbow or knee or whatever. Knee, <laughs> knee chin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, sports, I mean, today, do you play sports today? Um, I run okay. and I like to cycle um, okay. and then I play in like the Make-A-Wish softball tournament for charity sometimes okay. if it works out. Um, but no, I mean, mainly I'm doing work and kids and, you know, working out as I can. Right. Yeah. yeah. Family. Family. Life. Exactly. Yeah. You know. And that, I think that's kind of a shame in some ways, but in some ways, you know, it's like you can draw those things that you learned as you grew up, right? There's a lot right. of things we don't do anymore that we did when we were kids. Exactly. Um, or bigger kids. Um, but you can still, you know, you can benefit from them. And, um, you know, for you going through even something simple as, you know, not simple, but, you know, breaking a jaw, that's yeah. very painful, right. but in the grand scheme of things, you know, <laughs> does, it, does it change that much for you today? Yeah, not really. I mean, it was a learning experience. I just look at everything as, you know, little obstacles. I mm-hmm. mean, there's some that are bigger, some that mm-hmm. are smaller, but you know what, with each one, we're learning something new. And for, yeah, for that definitely. one, it was like to be a team player and to, you know, just, you know, encourage others. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was just, it was different from going from being a starter to watching. And I actually really enjoyed it. So. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. What did you get your degree in? Communication. Okay. Yeah. And it was, did you just communicate for the four or five years <laughs> <here> at school? <laughs> That's it. No. Um, I actually wanted to go into video production, believe it or not. But, no way. Um, yeah. I but, know a guy that does that. <laughs> <laughs> but it conflicted with softball practice. So okay. we had, to, you know, and being on scholarship, it's like I, I didn't want to, you know, have that conflict. Yeah. Which is a little unfortunate. Sure. Um, but I ended up having an emphasis in journalism. Okay. So, okay. yeah, that's very good. And uh, obviously you, you graduated Santa Clara. Yeah. And what did you do after that? 
Um, right after that, um, actually, I did not have a job right out of college. I was holding out for an internship with the San Francisco Giants in marketing, okay. um, and that wasn't going to occur until the following baseball season. So I, I got out of college. I nannied for my okay. cousin's kids for a few months, uh-huh. and then I applied for that job, and there were hundreds of applicants. I ended up getting it. No way. Um, it was an internship, hmm. $3,000 stipend for the whole season. So and the season's how long? They play like a thousand gosh, games. Eight months, six months. Yeah. yeah. So it's from basically okay. from I started in February and it went until October. So you weren't making a lot of money. You weren't probably no, making. No, but it was like meet. the best job ever. <laughs> I mean, I got so much cool experience. I got to go on the field. I got to okay um, help put scoreboard messages up and celebrate people's birthdays or proposals and mm-hmm. um, you know do junior announcer in the third inning. So it was really really fun. Um, <laughs> it didn't pay a lot, but um, that was right around the same time when I started thinking about getting my real estate license on the side. Okay, and what year was that? Oh, gosh, that was around 2003, 2004. So I ended up getting licensed mm-hmm. in 04. Okay, so you got licensed in 04, mm-hmm. and you got licensed while you're still working at San Jose. Oh, sorry, um, San, Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, okay. yeah, and then I they didn't have a job as the season was over, so I applied mm-hmm. for another great job at KMDR Radio, and I okay. worked there for about two years, two and a half years. Okay, as a um, disc jockey? Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was uh, marketing and promotion, so okay. behind the scenes kind of helping the personalities. And, sure. And... As you were doing that, you you already had your license, so you were kind of selling real estate on the side, right? You know, okay. I couldn't even you know pay my rent and all the parking tickets I was getting. <laughs> so you were living in the city, living then. in the yeah. city. So my parents were like, "Okay, Sydney, you need to <laughs> like you know maybe think about doing something else on the side." And so right. they encouraged me to get my license. At kind of encouraged, kind of like I don't know if you should do this. I don't you know because mm-hmm. you know the career, how yeah. it, what it's like. So. Um, yeah, so I got the license, went back to Fresno. So they were not, uh, they were like, you should do this, but also kind yeah. of, you know, hey, fair they warning. Warned, they warned me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it wasn't warned. Yeah. All right. <laughs> no, I love it. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, there's ups and downs. It's like a love hate relationship, really. Right. Right. Um, so what, what's the, I mean, the love thing is what the people? Yeah, the people, um, you know, the, the, the endless opportunities. Mm-hmm. I mean, in, in just applying it to marketing, like, I love that, you know, it's just, you work for yourself, you can mm-hmm. basically make it what you want. Yeah. And, try, you know, there's a cap for some people what they can make, and for us, you know, it's endless opportunities. Sky's the limit. Yeah, sky's the limit. And, and you were working at KMBR, uh-huh. and you were you had that marketing background. Yeah. Real estate, there's a little bit of marketing I think you have to do, yeah, right? definitely So you today. were able to kind of draw yeah. some of that? Mm-hmm. Okay, awesome. Yeah, definitely. And so. what did you do? I mean, you, you were going, uh, uh, you were working, you were selling real estate on the side, which mm-hmm. lots of people do. Um, what yeah. is that, like open houses on the weekends kind of thing? Yeah, and I was okay. traveling all the way to Fresno. So anytime mm. I didn't have to work on a weekend, um, mm-hmm. which was maybe a couple times a month, I would go home, mm-hmm. home to Fresno hold an open house with my dad or maybe he would have a buyer and he would mm-hmm. let me show property. So I kind of picked it up on the side a little bit. Okay. And then after the first couple of paychecks, I'm like, this is nice. <laughs> Very like, different you know, than the $3,000 stipend. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, you know, I think I could do this. And then gotcha. um, my what, now... What had, year was that? That was in 2006. Okay. Yeah. And that's when you were started closing consecutive deals. Yeah. And, okay. and then so and my husband, now husband, 
Mm-hmm. Um, we were getting more serious in our relationship. We were not engaged or anything. Mm-hmm. So I was starting to think more like long term. Like, I don't sure. know if I can do this and provide for a family. Do this as in can be our kind yeah, of. Yeah, okay. sports marketing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I looked at the room for moving up and, you know, how many hours I was going to be putting in. And I wanted a family. So right. um, that's just something. And it's set hours. It's from here to here. And it's, you know, you can't take off for right. half an hour to go drop off a kid exactly. at school or something. And right. I lo- that's another love thing about the business. I love that I can do that. I love that I can just, if someone needs me, I can just drop everything right. and go. Your schedule is your own. Right. Sort of. It is, for the most part. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. You got to take care of your clients. But, right. I mean, you definitely, you're like, hey, I, I can drop off my kids mm-hmm. and just set it up that way. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so... Getting serious with yeah. your now husband. Yeah. Um, it's 2006. Right. We've sold a handful of, of homes and, and helped people buy and, and sell right. in Fresno. Um, 2006 was about the time I entered into the Interesting. industry. Wow, when you were 15? I was 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was 18. Oh, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, and that was pretty wild. Of a mm-hmm. time. It was. So were you full-blown real estate at that point? Yes. Middle of 06. Went okay. home to learn the business and really started in the Bay Area From the whole family, by the way? Yep. Okay. Because yeah. now grandparents are in, in Fresno. And <laughs> oh, office meetings were so cute. Yeah. Okay. My grandma's in there. You know, she's a forgetful. You <laughs> right. Know? Okay. Got the, you know, my dad's cousin, my aunt. You know, it was cute. Wow. It was fun. Okay. It was a lot of fun. Um, but obviously, your family, they, they taught you a lot in real estate, I yeah. imagine, with 40 plus years in real estate yes. knowledge. Okay. Yeah, I would have a weekly meeting with my um, dad's cousin. I call my Uncle Tom. Okay. Um, where I would just learn like literally a couple paragraphs in an hour on a contract. So that was training. No I wouldn't, yeah, so every week huh. for a year basically huh. until I moved back to the Bay Area, I'd be learning the contract. I think we spent three or four months on the purchase contract. Really? So, I mean, that I know it's changed a lot since yeah. then, but that was But you keep up with the changes at that point. Yeah, like how do we explain this to clients? Right. Yeah. And, and so, knowing the ins and outs, because there are, I mean, when I talk with real estate agents in my capacity as a mortgage lender, I, you know, typically it's like, hey, I see you wrote in here about contingencies or you wrote this in about, you know, personal property. Yeah. It's it's pretty basic conversation that I have, but every once in a while we have to get really deep in a yes. contract for something. And it's surprising what people either know or they don't know Yes, um, because they just kind of look at it as this template, fill in the blanks and be done with it where it's an right. actual legally binding contract. It is. And, and you some, have to be prepared for that. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, especially the engineers are, you know, around here, they really, they pick up apart the contract. Mm-hmm. So you need to know it. Yeah. And you're the one helping them write this offer exactly so you better know it yeah so So you learned all of that yeah Um, i wish i was still doing it (laughs) i wish i was still having training once a week because it's changing so much okay yeah Yeah. um what so in 2006 you made the kind of location move of focusing more business in your hometown or your your now where you live which is san jose yeah okay middle of 07 right before we got married so he ended up I think my husband proposed. Maybe he was worried I was going to stay in Fresno or something. Okay. <laughs> but he proposed. And so... Brought that, you back here. Yeah. That whole year, we just... I focused on learning the business and planning a wedding. Gotcha. So then came back when we got married in 07 and basically started here. 
Was there a discussion between you and Mike of Fresno, San Jose? No. No. I always wanted to come back. Really? Why yeah. is that? I loved it. You know, okay. I loved it here. The opportunity. His family's here. Um, I mean, it might have was been he a small discussion. Raised here, right? Yeah, he's born and raised at yeah. Willow Glen, actually. Okay. So where gotcha. we live now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it was never a discussion because a lot of our friends still lived here, and it's kind of where we wanted to build our life. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. And where you go to school, usually, you know, people stay around there, and so yeah. you've got those college friends, and he's got you know childhood friends possibly, right? And you can see the community. Willow Glen's where he lived today. It's a nice area. It is I nice. Like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we could have been neighbors. <laughs> um, so tell, talk to me about, you know, jumping into a career, being, you know, a newlywed mm-hmm. in a very uh, tumultuous time for our right. industry. So it was really interesting. Mike ended up, I was his realtor. He bought a condo okay. in, just outside of downtown San Jose at the end of 2006. So Ooh, he bought okay. pretty high for the time. Little yeah. did we know it was going to go up so, as high as it's gone now. Yeah. But um, he bought then, and then um, I came back. So I came back to represent him, and then I came back full-time, middle of 07. Okay. But from that point, from middle of 07 mm-hmm. on, when I really was in the Bay Area full-time doing real estate, it took mm-hmm. me seven or eight months to do my first transaction. Really? When you had been closing business? Yeah, went one or two a month in gotcha. Fresno with my family. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you really had to start from scratch at that point. Yeah, okay. I did. And, and it was kind of, once again, another curveball, like the right. biggest real estate recession. Um, yeah. Coming, coming in at that time, right. I mean, we were looking like, where can we borrow money to right. you know, pay for your marketing or your fees? I mean, it's like I wanted to do it, <laughs> right. but you know, it takes money to make money. Yeah, and, definitely. And you know, we started reevaluating, oh, should we do this, should we not? But we just kept, I did, and my husband supported mm-hmm. me in sticking with it. So once I got that first sale, I gained a little bit of confidence, and then it started rolling a little bit. When was that first sale? February of two thousand eight. Okay. Yeah. Can you don't have to mention the names, but can you do you know the people? And, I remember yeah. it very clearly. <laughs> Isn't that wild? On Nagley Avenue in um, in the Rose Garden. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so two thousand eight. If they still own it, they're very happy at this point. They do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they still own it. Um. So, I mean, talk about a hit to the jaw, figuratively, right? <laughs> um, with the industry and kind of starting. Yep. Um, it was a wild time. When I got in the business, uh, it was 06. I joke, it's like, hey, it was great for six months. And then things just completely fell apart. Mm-hmm. Um, thankfully, in some ways, I was so young I didn't have, you know, the responsibilities and I didn't have the, you know, I didn't have the six houses that were all bought, you know, under, um, you know, not so great conditions. Um, So I didn't, you know, I got to witness a lot and I got to kind of live through it, but I didn't physically have the, you know, pain that some other people had where they had to declare bankruptcy or they had to, you know, fold their business and, you know, go into other industries. Um, You stuck through it. Yeah, we stuck that's, through it. That's awesome. That's um, huge. We, I mean, I'm comfortable sharing this, but mm-hmm. we ended up short selling our condo because mm. we, you know, business wasn't going great and yeah. we had had um, a baby by then. So this was in 2010. Okay. And we ended up having to um, short sell because I didn't want to live in a four level, tall, narrow place for the next baby. And I was like, okay, if we're going to start trying for the next baby, mm-hmm. um, I don't want to live here. Um, right. And we wanted to be in a single family home for our dog and just, 
you know, just that's what we wanted and sure. the school district and all of that. Yeah. Um, and it was getting hard to pay it. So we ended up um, walking away and wow. renting for a couple of years. Wow. So it was kind of starting over, but I'm kind of like you compared mm-hmm. to what a lot of people went through. Right. You know, they lost jobs. They lost uh, multiple homes. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of... And I feel like, you know, going through those things in a career, it, it puts some resilience in, mm-hmm. you know, being able to realize, hey, I, I can't bank on it always being a certain way. I have to be flexible and yeah. I have to con- constantly evolve with an industry that e- that evolves. Right. Um, so... I mean, the thing that I always wonder is if you're selling real estate and you rent a home, how do, I mean, how does that work? I'm, there's plenty of real estate agents that I know yeah. that rent homes. Um, and it's kind of like the same thing. Hey, I've, yeah. I've, I've bought, you might be dealing with people who've gone through yeah. short sales. And I actually was able to, you know, understand them more. Yeah. And okay. we, we could, I, I was doing a lot of the short sale business because that's where it was. I'm like, hey, I'm going through it too. Right. Or, you can know, I've gone through it. You can empathize yeah. with them. Yeah, so I actually looked at it as, hey, we're in this together. Like mm-hmm. we we're all, you know, we're all going through it, and and it made them feel less alone. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So okay. I think it actually helped with my business to do that, <laughs> and I jumped on board with other agents to do short sales because I didn't have at, even in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I didn't have mm-hmm. that kind of repeat business yet. Mm-hmm. You know that um, bread and butter referrals, past clients, right? That deep database. That right. You can kind of pull I mean, it was from. getting there, but right. not quite. Um, right. And then you know, what was your of, first uh, repeat business? Do you know that one off the top? I do. I think. <laughs> I think it was around. Um, it was around 2010. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Maybe that, to me, is yeah. a huge compliment to yourself. That right. when you get that repeat business, you're like, okay. I did it yes. right. I mean, it takes a while because they have to right. sell and buy again or buy another home. Uh, yeah. So it's not like it happens overnight. Um, but isn't that exciting? It is exciting. Okay. Yeah. And that, that same person has bought three times okay. and sold three times. So gotcha. I've worked with, he likes to move. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but also, um, yeah, uh, I, I totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, okay. Well, let's, let's move on. So 2010, you got yeah. your first repeat business. When, what was kind of uh, the first time where you go, okay, I feel like me staying in the business made sense, you know, paid, paid my dues and yeah. I feel successful now to yeah. whatever. I would say, I mean, it was especially after having kid number two, because your expenses mm-hmm. are getting higher. And if you're both working, then, you So know, 2010 was when you had The first Brooklyn? child, okay. yeah. Uh-huh. And then. Brooklyn, 2012. 2012. Two years apart. Okay. Yeah, two years apart. And so I I would say it was around when I was pregnant with him. Okay, mm-hmm. like really reevaluate, you know, am I going to go all in or mm-hmm. am I going to, you know, kind of come back and maybe do right. this on the side, which I don't right. really believe in. But sure. um, are we just going to, it's about what kind of lifestyle do you want? So how do you do that? I mean, you've got two young kids, well, one kid and one on the way. Yeah. Um, how do you fit life and work together? Well, we're super lucky. Uh, mm-hmm. My husband's parents, retired teachers, they help mm-hmm. us out. Um, my parents nice. live a couple uh, hours away, so if we need them, they're willing to drive over, even though they still work and have careers. They're willing to come over. Gotcha. Um, with my flexibility, I usually take you know a day off during the week. So usually that's Monday now, but it used to be Wednesdays. Okay, and like, you can kind of help with the kids yeah. and... and- volunteer at school or just be a part of that right. kind of life just gotcha. kind of something a little you know just keep try to keep that balance a little bit mm-hmm. um but we have like a big you know the first and foremost we have a lot of support which is yeah. great i don't know how people who don't have family and who don't have 
um, you know, friends nearby, like how, right. you know, now we just have, you know, oh, a tribe. Yeah, we just have a tribe <laughs> and it's great. We all help each other out. Yeah. So I think it's that. And then um, just knowing that, hey, if we want to stay in the Silicon Valley, if we want to have a home again, mm-hmm. we want to have a single family home um, in a good school district, we both have to work. Right. So it was kind of like, are you in, or are you out? Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that if only one of us worked, it was going to be a little bit more challenging to do that. And mm-hmm. I had already built it up that far. I wasn't ready to quit. And I, I'm not a quitter, <laughs> right? You know, it's like it's like that athletic competitiveness. Right. right. Um, I think that comes back in like, oh, I can do this. Right. I can get, no one's going <laughs> to. No. Sometimes it gets me in trouble because I feel the same yeah. way. It's like, I can do that. Like you, yeah. you don't even know, you know, I, the, the first website um like first real website that our company had, I made myself, right? Which is totally, completely stupid, yeah. right? But I learned how to code. I learned all this stuff just because I felt like, that eh, can't be that hard, yeah, right? And then I stayed up till 4 a.m. for weeks on end and didn't have kids at the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's like, I sure, I, I learned that and I can speak that language and it's great, but... I don't get paid to do that, so why right. was I doing that? Right. Um, but I have that drive of, I can do it. Right? Mm-hmm. I, why not? Um, and the same thing with business. It's like, I can, I can, I can be successful in this business, right? right. <laughs> um, so 2010, you have Brooklyn. Yes. 2012, you have... Graham. Graham. Yep. Okay. Two years apart. You're yes. you're a full blown full time full service yeah, agent. Always have been. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, took off took off a few months each time I had the kid, but I was still. My husband jokes around. I'm like doing stuff from you know delivery room and you know right. But I wasn't in the office for a few months after each right. kid. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing. Is like, what does that really matter? I know. You're available. Like, you're yeah, in business. We're never on vacation really <laughs> either. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so 2012, um, when was the, the time where you go, boy, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm crushing it in whatever kind of sense you want to consider that to be? I would say, well, when I started, it was like this mental shift. Like I mm-hmm. know, like a lot of my friends were starting to think about staying at home after their second kid. Okay. And I, and I saw like a battle even with myself, like mm-hmm. I, I wanted to stay home, but I wanted to be career, but I also knew I couldn't do both. And okay. so it was more about being present when I was at home mm-hmm. and just kind of making sure I'm at, you know, really trying to achieve that. And then, um, when I'm at work, I'm at work, but right. being full time, I just couldn't, I wasn't going to play the game of trying to like have the kids every day and try mm-hmm. to run and show property. Um, right, right. I know us women are good multitaskers, but not that good. I mean, with two little kids. And so I would say about a year later, okay. 2013 was when it really started taking off because I shifted everything. Gotcha. Um, and hired help as well. Hired in 13. A, an assistant. Yeah. Okay. So that was like a year after uh, yeah. Graham yeah. was born. Correct. Um, and that's smart. I mean, that, that shows that you were able to kind of pick your head up from kind of, you know, having the blinders on and say, okay, uh, hey, I need a little help here so that I can do what I need to do that's highest and best use for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And some of the administration, marketing, you know, stuff that you can kind of delegate, have somebody else do. Um, And really, I mean, we talk about our businesses and yet so many people kind of run them as these you know, just I'm a technician or something, right? right? It's like, yeah. this is a business, right? It treat, is. It, treat it as one. Yeah, um, definitely. So that was in 2013? Yeah. Okay. Yes. You hired this person? 
Yeah. Were Part-time. They, part-time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did that, I mean, what was the outcome of that? What well, I quickly realized I needed someone more than 10 hours a week. So I oh, went from 10 okay. hours to 20 hours. Okay. And for a couple of years, I had someone at 20 hours. And I also made the shift from changing companies. Oh, really? Yeah. So I just okay. kind of wanted a fresh start. Um, mm-hmm. Serena was up and coming. And mm-hmm. um, I had been kind of recruited to go there for a couple of years. And my my manager who actually hired me originally, my first mm-hmm. at Intero, um, Joe Palafroni, he was now managing the Willow Glen office. And so I was good friends with him. I had a relationship. And gotcha. and I just was ready for something new and maybe something a little small to mid-size versus a larger company. Sure, definitely. And so I think having that fresh start also was good. And I had a little shift in priorities, whereas I was volunteering a little bit more, but then you know, for nonprofits and mm-hmm. um, doing things that weren't necessarily income producing, which at are great. At Intero? Yeah, at Intero okay. and just outside of, you know, you know, uh, like just the personal Bronco life. Bench Foundation, gotcha. Santa Clara and different things. And I was starting mm-hmm. to, okay, this is all great stuff, but I don't know if it's the season mm-hmm. because I have these kids <laughs> Yeah, and we want to buy a house and, you know, so. That's, gotcha. Yeah, there are seasons in life. And sometimes yeah. you got to tell yourself, "Hey, this this That's is great. maybe this is harvest time. Maybe this is kind of hanging out time. Yes. What time is this?" Exactly. Um, so that was in thirteen. Yeah. Um, when did you go full time with your assistant? Oh, I believe it was around twenty fifteen. Okay. So gotcha. full time was twenty fifteen. And do you do you go by a, is it assistant? Is that the... I've always hated that word. Yeah, me too. I'm trying <laughs> to come up with like something. You know, if you ever come up with anything, let me know. But something, because it just sounds so... I, it's like a teammate. It's a right. team member. Team member. Team sure. member. I yeah. think that's better. I don't... I'm kind of saying assistant, but it's like more... Because they are doing more of the busy work. But mm-hmm. I have to say that, especially the gal that I have now, she's coming up with a lot of the creative really? ideas. And so it's like assistant doesn't really validate right. what, what she's doing. Well, that's awesome. Because, you know, something that I have conversations with Brendy, my wife, about is, you know, hey... Um, you know, even though I'll try to take things off of your plate, you still mentally are the one that does a lot of our household stuff, yeah. right? And I find, you know, similarly with business, even if you hire somebody, it's you're still coming up with all the ideas, all the creativity stuff, and then you just delegate out. But the workload's still there. The mental workload's still there. It is. So it's nice that it sounds like this person's taking some of that off. It is. I mean, it's a combination. It's what she's good at. She has mm-hmm. some um, background in real estate and work, you know, I'd say more years, maybe not mm-hmm. more transactions, but more years of just being around the business. Gotcha. So she's seen a lot. Um, gotcha. But I've had just a couple, history. I've had a couple different assistants, but I mm-hmm. find that this, this woman's great because um, she's been around it a long time. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Um, talk to me about production numbers. So you're ramping up. Mm-hmm. Right? You've built your business now. You've got, you know, it's not just you, right? And that's the, the tough part is when it's just you, uh, and I don't know exactly how you've structured your business, <laughs> but when it's just you and you're spending time with your kids, you know, Sydney Arena real estate is closed, right? right? And then when you come back, it reopens and there's that tug of war of, I'm with my kids, but let me just check my email, right? I know. Or, oh, gosh, so let me take this call, right? Um, That's just part of the business. We have to do it. Certainly. But there's times where we kind of probably should put it down. <laughs> so I'm working on that if I can. Work in progress. A work in progress, yeah. yeah. Um, but with that assistant, kind of yeah. expands your reach a little bit. It allows you or your company to be available a little bit more often. Right. And gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yeah. Um, Let's let's talk about the last couple of years. So let's talk about 2016. Um, 
Yeah, 2016. How much production would you say? And, and I know I'm catching you off guard here. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to ballpark yeah. it. <laughs> I know the last few years more precisely, but mm-hmm. um, probably 15. Okay. And then 17? Uh, 20. Wow. Yeah. Uh, 16 to 17 is a big jump. Yeah. Okay. And then um, was what about 18? Oh, I'm sorry. No. So I think it went from 20 to 24. My bad. Around 20 to 24. So 16 was 20? Probably around 20, 19 or 20. Gotcha. To 24. Yeah. Yes. Which is two a month. Yes. That's a lot. And then 18 was 21. <laughs> I believe 21 transactions. And gotcha. So I, I dipped a little bit, but that you know had a little bit to do, I believe, with what um, I went through. And what did you go through? <laughs> well, <laughs> The I, question of it yeah, all. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. Um, yeah, so... and. Yeah, I have so much to say about it. But um, in January of 2018, I found a lump. So I found it on my own. It wasn't at his doctor's appointment in my breast. So Mm -hmm. um, I was actually out to dinner with John Paul Froney and his wife, me and my husband. um, And I came back and getting ready for bed. And I noticed something's a little off there. And so Mm -hmm. called the doctor, found out um, that there were two masses. So they... Uh, took biopsies to find mm-hmm. out if it was cancerous or not, um, mm. and literally five days later, found out that they that it was. Wow! How how does that? I mean, you're you're healthy. You're you know you're, yeah. you're doing all these things. Talk to me about the mind shift of going from you know waking up January one to waking up you know yeah. in January when you get that news and like how does that work for you? Well, yeah, I mean, in timing, it's like. My husband and I, we just bought, we just moved up. So we had bought a home mm-hmm. to rewind a couple of years back. And mm-hmm. then after we had our third child in 2015, mm-hmm. we were saying, you know, in a couple of years, we might want to buy a larger home. And so we had just finished a remodel um, the previous month. So in December of 2017, of the of, month before we found out. Of the new home? Yeah. So you bought a home, which cost some money, and then you remodeled that home. Correct. Yeah, okay. so we got the add-on bill, you know, mm-hmm. January, December, you know, with Christmas gifts and everything. It's just... And then tax Taxes coming, coming up. Around. I mean, yeah. not to complain, but I'm yeah. like, okay, God, what is this all about? But, sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, timing was just really interesting. Um, mm-hmm. And it really hit, hit me like a brick wall. And mm-hmm. my family, I mean, I just remember looking at my dad and the oncologist appointment. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just, I've never seen them more quiet and, like, just stunned. It's just, hmm. you know, you don't think it's going to happen to your daughter. My parents are healthy. My siblings mm-hmm. are healthy. We do have cancer in the family. Sure. But um, this really, I'm... I worked out five, six days a week. I mm-hmm. was eating clean. Um, hmm. You know, I, I feel that, um, you know, I was trying to do all the right things. And right. so I started beating myself up and thinking, oh, what did I do wrong? Oh, and really? Yeah. Hmm. It's, you know, you ask yourself a lot of questions, but mm-hmm. um, but it's just... It's, like, where did it's I very, go wrong kind yeah, of thing? Yeah, but it's, huh. really, it's really not anyone's fault. It just happens. And it's more prevalent than you think. I mean, I know... Four other moms at the elementary school have had it in the last few years. Gotcha. It's almost like when you are looking for a new car and you start seeing them all over the yeah, road, right? You're like, exactly. oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's kind of neat in some ways. I mean, it's like not the club you want to be a part of. But right. now that you are, you go, hey, I didn't know that you had this same thing. Um, and you know, there's some kind of uh, unspoken bonding. Um, right. Okay, so you get the news. Yeah. Um, you are a, again, you know, full service, full time real estate agent. Um, 
you've got now three kids. Yeah. You've got a house. Um, you know, uh, talk to me about how that, you know, works for you. I mean, yeah. Did you just kind of like throw up your hands and go, okay, I'm, you know, no, I'm done? Not uh, once. Yeah. How, so how do you how do you even deal with something like that? Um, well, back then, it's for like, all of the rest of us mortals, how do you deal with that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I can't say it's always been easy. I think mm-hmm. in fast forwarding to after the surgeries and even after I got good news that I was cancer free, mm-hmm. you know, that's where I wasn't ready for like the emotional, mental healing, but the physical, like with each surgery and news, mm-hmm. it's like there was a next milestone. You know, so it's just kind of like looking at that next yeah, one. Yeah, the next one, okay. getting this test result back or, you know, getting, you know, my first surgery, which mm-hmm. I had a double mastectomy. So um, doing that and then, you know, what was going to happen after that? What was going to be my treatment plan? And so just really staying focused and not letting it spiral. Gotcha. Because um, you can go down some dark holes if you, you really want. You really can. Yeah, you really and can. Do you, do you contribute some of that to the mental toughness of mm-hmm. your upbringing? Yeah, I do. And to, you know, my big why, which is my kids, I have to be there for them. You know, I want, I want to be there for them Mm -hmm. forever. And so at that point, for the first time in my life, I never really thought I wouldn't. Right. But for the first time I'm thinking, wow, like I might not be here. I don't know. I don't know this unknown. Like Mm -hmm. I could. Like mortality kind of. Yeah. It could be in my lymph system. It Mm -hmm. could be, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, but I just had to stay positive. And then I had like my sister and my mom and my in-laws and my Mm -hmm. husband and lots of good friends. They're supporting. I mean, like overwhelming support, which was great. Hmm. Um, It was great. And I think that helped too. Yeah, I mean, raising kids, really yeah. nice. Um, and going through something as trying as, yeah. you know, a health scare like that, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that, yeah. it, cancer is no joke. Um, yeah. I thankfully haven't had to deal with cancer in my you know, life and with the people around me. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we, we've talked about this a little mm-hmm. bit. And, and, you know, when we were talking about getting on the show, I said, Sydney, I'd love to have this conversation with you on the yeah. show. I know it's very personal, um, but you know, for me, you know, we've talked. My son, I've I've got one with you know, medical needs, mm-hmm. very special medical needs, um, and it's been really trying for me mm-hmm. because, you know, you don't know what's what the future holds. But then you ask yourself, well, boy, did I ever know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, Could change tomorrow. Yeah. And so it really gives you um, a way to look at life in the present, in the now, Mm -hmm. and be grateful for it. And also say, I'm I'm going to make the most out of what I have today. Mm -hmm. Um, But what I don't understand is my kid, he's got medical needs, but I don't, right? So there are some mental things for me that I have to, you know, stay sharp and and make sure that I'm still taking care of my clients. I think it's almost harder for you. No, seriously. <laughs> I mean, if, if it was my kid, I would much rather it be me than my kid. I mean, I can't even imagine. Sure. I mean, but that's that like, you know, the 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 mother kind of like, hey, I'm going to take this on myself. <laughs> but I mean, you got to go out and, and make money so oh, that yeah. you can pay a mortgage and, you know, exactly. all the expenses. And yet you're also, you know, not healthy, not 100% at least, right? right? How do you do that? So, I mean, again, 
it's like you look at the choices. Mm -hmm. We've built this life. Our kids are happy and, you know, in school and enjoying it. We've built a community. We just bought a house. Yes, it's Mm -hmm. a more expensive payment, but we didn't out, we didn't stretch. We've never stretched ourselves so much that it's not doable. So we re looked at finances. Of course, we were like, how can this work if I don't work? But I needed to work. I think almost work got me through it. Really? Yeah, because I was able to. Not ignore what was going mm-hmm. on, but almost like distract. Have like a purpose. Almost. Yeah, have a purpose. Yeah. So I really felt that work was almost like an outlet. Hmm. Um, also, I had a couple people at my company helping me. So um, Sean Manning is one of my colleagues, and he was really quick. He's like the male version of me. So I really hmm. trust him with my business, and we work very similarly. So he could jump in. You know, I was. I just remember a transaction that I had a listing fell through, mm. and it was right after I think my second surgery, and I had drains, and I was like covering with the coat because I didn't want my clients to know. Not these clients. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some clients I felt comfortable, like you know, mm-hmm. we you know have a connection, and we're. But these clients, I was like, oh, this <laughs> would not be good to tell them. Gotcha. Um, so I ended up bringing Sean into that appointment because I couldn't mentally and emotionally handle it. That's wild. Um, so it was good. It was I would rather you know have half of something than nothing and I was just grateful for him to come in and save the day so there's probably three or four or five probably five transactions where Mm -hmm. he came in and helped me I also um ended up uh referring out some deals um or some transactions and clients to other people in the office and that felt good too because I like helping people yeah yeah it's almost as if you know you look at it as if I'm going to help these people and not, you know, not just look at my own. Cause obviously yeah. when you refer business out, you don't make as much money as if you would have kept it yourself. But I feel like at the same time, sometimes you could hang on to something so much and you just squeeze <laughs> it so much that it breaks. Right. Right. And that's obviously we're, we're dealing with clients here. We're not dealing with some inanimate object. Exactly. Um, okay. So, and you told me, so you said, in 2016, you did how much again? 20, I believe. And 17, you did? 24. And in 18, you did? 21. Okay. But in, but in January, you got the diagnosis. Correct. Yeah. And when did, when did medical procedures begin? February. I mean, I was like, let's get the show on the road. We know there's cancer in there. Get it out of me. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. I mean, they wanted to give me a date that was weeks past you know, maybe a month or two past when I found out. I'm like, and oh, just no, sitting no, no, no. waiting. Yeah, that's fun. I'm not good at that. So yeah. I'm cutting on the phone. I'm having friends get on the phone, you know. Um, Using we, your real estate skills yes. and persuasion. Yeah, trying not to be mean. Yeah. I mean, there's so many people. Right. right, You know, I mean, I just couldn't believe just sitting in the waiting room how many people are going through this. And that's one thing that's nice. You're not cool. alone in it, right? Yeah. And I think, you know, because I was healthy, it actually helped me heal and it helped me um, get through it maybe hmm. easier right. than some people yeah. because I was in, you know, good physical shape and right. um, that mental toughness. Um, I think that did have um, something to do with, you know, getting through it and being able to kind of do everything. So I had a February, March, mm-hmm. and April unplanned March surgery. The unplanned March, I was actually in the hospital for an infection. Oh, from my goodness. The, we don't know if it was from the first surgery or from a wound, but gotcha. that was a little scary. So that really set me back because they mm-hmm. had to take out what they call an expander and basically start over on one side. So, just the word wound, yeah. like just kind of, you know, opens up some serious thoughts of, I mean, how do you work and have a wound? I mean, that just to me doesn't, I, you know, for me, like I, I can, I can get by with 
not a full night's rest. Yeah. But when you're, you know, you don't feel yourself um, or you're missing parts that you had before, I mean, that's serious, right? I mean, it and is. we talk about like some mental toughness and pushing through and playing through the pain. Right. Um, that's huge. Yeah. Um, talk to me about the mental side of it. Like, how, where right. were you as a person business-wise, family, you know, just for your own self? Right. Um, well, I mean, I wasn't able to do as much with the kids because mm-hmm. I couldn't lift after the surgeries, you know, mm. and I was really tired. Um, after each surgery, the first three, I was on medication. Gotcha. So, um, you know, paying medication and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then the last two, I didn't have any of that. Um, wow. But was, I didn't need it. It's pretty common after the other two surgeries. But gotcha. um, yeah, I mean, just keeping that mental toughness. And, you know, I think I kept saying, you know, there's other people that are, you know, getting through a lot worse things. You know, I hmm. can do this. So I like I have a cousin who had a kidney and pancreas transplant at 30. And hmm. I had, you know, I've had, um, you know, relatives pass away and have cancer. Mm-hmm. And so. I just knew that I was young and I can get through this. It felt surreal though. Was, I mm-hmm. couldn't I couldn't really, you know, understand like why is this happening? That was what I kept asking myself. Why is this hmm. happening? Why is this happening? Why is this happening? Right. And then when I shifted to like this is happening, just deal with it. Interesting. It got better. And hmm. then um but interestingly enough, after the third surgery where they did some lymph node, they took lymph nodes out to make sure it hadn't mm-hmm. spread. Um, I got good news that I was cancer free, but then I was like, what next? What does this all mean? Like, hmm. what, how do I, what do I do differently? Because I think people ask me that. They're like, <laughs> right. well, so what are you doing differently now? I'm right. like, well, not really anything. Like, right. cause I felt like I was healthy before. Sure. I'm going to try to look for organic products and, mm-hmm. you know, household things and, you know, just be a little bit more aware. But right. I really felt a lot of illness has to do with stress, especially adult hmm. illness. So do you have I'm any a, stress in your life? It is a little, <laughs> just a little. So I'm Everything trying, we were talking about was stress. <laughs> I know. So I think, um, you know, it's, it's hard to eliminate stress, but I think as much as I can reduce that, mm-hmm. I think that's going to help. I, I feel like it just in life, sometimes stress is good, but you, you have to have that release valve. Right. Yes. Otherwise, you just turn this big old pressure cooker, and right. then you're gonna explode. Um, and I didn't have that because that was working out, so I couldn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> you get a, I mean, like, do you find something else? Like, hey, I'm gonna get into crocheting or something, or I mean, what do you do? I would try to meditate hmm. a little bit. Um, you know, I would try to read. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just tried to come. I could walk, you know. I could. I couldn't go running like that hardcore mm-hmm. run. I couldn't do like cycling and weights right. and. So the 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 heart, you know, pumping stuff you couldn't do. I couldn't, but I'm realizing even now as I can work out again, maybe mm-hmm. I was going too hard. Hmm. So I'm. That's another thing. It feels like I was maybe going a little too hard in every area of my life, or mm-hmm. trying to, mm-hmm. and pressing at 110 percent. So. I'm starting to think, and this is so hard, but going at 80% is okay. <laughs> right. You know, right. because then I was having nothing left when I was really pressing hard and, you know, having these great years in production. I had nothing left to give my family. Hmm. I was so tired. But were there things that you thought were valid that you could have done better? Yeah, definitely. And I feel like my kids are still at a young age where, you know, mm-hmm those kind of changes can take place. And, you know, listen, I was still a great mom and strive to be a good wife, but I was just trying, you know, to do everything. And I, and I wasn't, you know, I was doing really great in work, but it was kind of, and, you know, 
really great shape, but Mm -hmm. it kind of felt like it was all about me. And so shifting to Hmm. being about, you know, the kids and even Mm -hmm. if that means giving up a deal or two, like I take Mm -hmm. Sundays off religiously. Really? Yeah. I take Sundays off. That's big in this industry. Right. And um, I will on occasion, if I have an amazing listing, like maybe twice a year, Mm -hmm. do that, but then I'll take another day off. Gotcha. It's um, almost a time slot where you have yeah. to move it somewhere else. It's just I, I really strongly feel in downtime, um, believe in downtime. So hmm. I had a lot of downtime with these mm-hmm. surgeries. I mean, I Forced had a lot downtime. Of, yes. I watched a lot of Netflix. That <laughs> okay. was an outlet. <laughs> like go. comedy relief. Yeah. yeah. Laughing is great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Laughing is a great medicine. So, I mean, that kind of thing. You got caught up on all your shows. Caught up on okay. shows. I'd have friends come visit. You know, just like. You know, I had like my best friend from high school, my best friend from college, you know, they came to visit and, you know, it was just nice connecting mm-hmm. with people. And hmm. I mean, I would do the same for them. Right. Do you, do you look back and you go, if this wouldn't have happened to me, you know, where would I have been today? Do you, do you look at that and you go, man, I was off course. Do you feel like, no, I was, I was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a few tweaks here or there. No, I feel like I was off course. Really? Yeah. I mean, not like something like headed down the wrong path, like right. nothing so crazy but just work-life balance I needed a little wake-up call yeah work-life balance and just um you know hey these kids are only young for a little bit of time and it's you know you need to vote they are your primary focus you know your family and your you know your kids and spending time with them so right but rather than being like you know I really messed up and living in the past like I'm just Mm -hmm. trying to make changes every day right to do better now and hmm. listen hey i still have to make a in good income yeah you know people would be asking me sydney why don't you just take off a year or why don't you take off some well that would be nice right. <laughs> but i have a right. bill coming right you know and so i had to press forward so i think finding that happy medium of sharing some transactions and mm-hmm. um you know i just kept my head down and worked and focused on family as much as i could and mm-hmm. just my own health so it's it's been a little challenging getting back now and trying, you know, making sure I don't get back into old habits. Right. So. I mean, you, you've you got the kind of, I wouldn't say near-death experience, but you mm-hmm. definitely have this, like, in-your-face mortality staring at you, right? right. Like, hey, you're not going to live forever. Um, and, you know, you it's a wake-up call. But I think a lot of people kind of have that, and they go, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get better. And then, you know, they get kind of trapped in their old ways and they continue right. on. Um, and I think that's a big key is how do we do that? Because, you know, for me, my mortality is not me that I'm seeing. It's, it's my son. And, you know, I look at him and uh, we've had this conversation where, you know, we, we almost lost him in his first year of life. And I remember very soon after that, he was back home and he was playing just behind us. And um, I was looking at my phone and not even doing work. You know, like I might have, maybe I was scrolling through my email, but I was probably just on social media. And it was just me and him in this room. And I I remember just like realizing, oh my, one, I don't even know how my phone ended up in my hand. It just Mm -hmm. magically kind of Hobbit style pulled the ring out of my pocket. Um, But two, I was like, I, I, he's lucky to be here. I'm lucky to have him here, yeah. right? Like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think in those aspects, for me was, okay, this is now my time to be with my son. Put your phone away, right? right? And, you know, I'm not with him 24 hours a day, right? Um, I, I work plenty of hours, right? Uh, you know, we all have to push down pretty hard on the pedals to get anywhere. Yeah. But 
you know, it's like when I'm with him, be there. It's like that presence, right? Yeah. That I that probably before I had none of, right? None of, I so was even anything is a little better, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how I feel. It's like, but I don't want to stress out so much about being present, being present. But, you know, right. it's like, I think as long as we're aware and we're right. trying and we're, you know. It's a practice. It's almost like yeah. meditation, right? Exactly. It's a practice where you, you have to practice at it. I think the great thing about human and the really horrible thing about being human is we can be somewhere else right. in our mind, right? I, I don't, I mean, I, I've seen my dog dream and stuff, but, <laughs> you know, for the most part, they're just kind of, you know, there at yeah, that time. And for us, we can be a million miles away. Um, and that's, you know, unfortunate sometimes when we're talking about loved ones. Exactly. <laughs> well, and I think when we're so caught up in something, like, you know, it could be anything, but like mm-hmm. business. And so, you know, like you said, like, well, I'm so tight. Like, it's right. just, you know, it's hard to just really shift that focus and then, you know, and give them that attention that they deserve. So, And it's a precious time, right? Mm-hmm. They're only young for, it seems like, minutes. I mean, we dropped my son off just a few weeks ago to preschool for the first time. That, that, time of dropping him off to preschool for the first time came and went already it seems like just yesterday that i had him right and you know some of the things that he's doing you're like oh my gosh you're gonna be a teenager soon because the way you're acting is crazy oh my gosh yeah (laughs) but it 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 goes by so quickly almost four uh four in november okay that's yeah yeah He's a three-nager. Three-nager. Yes. <laughs> I love that. That's great. Uh, I have a three-nager, too. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of moody, angsty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just walked in. Um, he was being a little naughty, so I said, hey, go go in the other room, because he was not being kind to his little brother. I said, go in the other room, and we had some music playing, and he was just on the ground, just listening to the music, you know, like I could picture a teenager, you know, you go in the room, they've got all the posters on the walls oh, and everything. Oh, yeah. It was just wild. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, kind of like a future glimpse. A <laughs> My goodness. Um, so where does this, you know, where do you see yourself kind of going from here? I mean, hmm. I think that, and, and the preface it, when you say, I, I don't want to work, you know, like at that, like, you know, talk about working out and heart rates, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, there's, there's those different zones, right? Maybe you don't want to work in zone five or the or red zone, the or red zone right? Because that's not, that's not sustainable, right? Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's actually better for you and more importantly, or at least equally as important, better for your clients if you're not pushing at that zone five because you can do bursts better for everyone right? in my life yeah so where where does the future you know what does the future look like for you so i'm still setting goals but i'm looking at much shorter term because i don't know mm-hmm. i really don't know what the future holds i feel like we're in an ever-changing real estate industry right and you know i don't know what's going to happen you know in six months or a year or two years or um, three years, but I am, I mean, my goal is always to increase my business by 10 to 20% if I can. Okay. Like this year, my goal is 24 transactions. Okay. And so I still have goals, um, but I'm not so stressed out about them. <laughs> um, I also, like you said something, it's kind of like, it's that old, you know, it's not a sprint. It's not, um, a, uh, come on, Sydney. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. No. Yeah. Marathon. There we go. I'll, I'll take it. I'll allow <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> no, it's just about, and I'm almost like doing less. Hmm. So I feel like just deciding to do less to get mm-hmm. me, you know, sometimes you have to take steps backwards in order to go forward. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of stepping back a little bit mm-hmm. and um, and realizing it's more of a marathon. And, you know, this hmm. is going to be, we have a long life. Listen, you know, some mm-hmm. people, 
get diagnosed with cancer at 60 or 70, but I'm, you know, I was 37. Right. So I have a lot more work to do. I have more life to lead. I have mm-hmm. a lot of parenting. So a lot to do in my life and I don't want to burn out. So right. I felt like I was on track to burn out and now hmm. I feel like, okay, I've kind of reeled it back in. Right. And, you know, it'd be great to produce. I, I think that it can organically happen. Mm-hmm. Like even last year being sick, people are like, how did you do it? I mean, that's the yeah. marvel for me. Uh, it makes no sense to be honest. Right. But, uh, well, you know, I had syst- systems in place. <laughs> so, yeah, I had systems in place. And, and it shows the amount of work you put in. And I had a lot in the hopper coming yeah. into that year. I mean, that's Whereas, incredible. like, this year, I'm like, where is it? <laughs> no, it's coming. It's just a little bit later. Mm-hmm. But last year, I had a lot coming. I knew mm-hmm. that I was going to have a strong spring. Right. And it just, and, and I'm in that, probably like you too, where you're getting more repeat business, mm-hmm. you're getting more referrals. I'm kind of hitting my stride as far as career goes. Right. And so I want to embrace that, but I don't want to drive so hard that I'm burning out. Yeah. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, absolutely. It makes, yeah, perfect sense. So, but it's a, it's a constant battle because it's easy to get wrapped up in, you know, a transaction or be like, you know, look at the person next to you and see what they're doing and comparing. I mean, it's still, that's human, mm-hmm. but you know, I think as long as I just keep revisiting my goals and seeing where that goes. Now, I don't know where we're going to be in six months or, I mean, probably six months, but like a couple years, 10 mm-hmm. years. But I'm just taking it day by day and I'm appreciating each day and living in the moment mm-hmm. um, and staying, trying to stay focused on my goals. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thanks I really for appreciate me. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. It's so fun. Thank you. And yeah. thanks for opening up. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Drew's Garage. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, comment, or do whatever you do best, and I'll see you next time.